As CEO, your job is now to sit on top of the organization, to delegate, to be the visionary and to lead your team to do all the things so that your business can scale to the next level. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Nothing, and I mean nothing, bad happens when women make more money. Do you hear that? There is nothing wrong with a woman building a business that scales her income and impact despite what society makes us feel about wealth and earning more money than our male counterparts. Sanira Madhani shouts it from the rooftops to remind women that aspirations as female founders are valid and not just valid, but absolutely possible. Now, we don't often feature repeat guests on the Gold Digger podcast, but when we do, you know it's because these guests brought so much value the first time around that it would be a disservice if we didn't welcome them back to the show for you. Sanira is back, and we are digging into one of my favorite acronyms, CEO. What's the difference between a business owner or a founder and a CEO? How can you uplevel your business and make more money catapulting you into the 2% club with a million dollars in revenue? How can you overcome your fears of stepping into the leadership role that you deserve to claim? Well, we are covering all of this and so much more with Sanira. Are you ready? Let's dive on in. It's so cool to be podcasting alongside my business BFF and the woman who inspired me to start my own show. Amy Porterfield is the host of the online marketing made easy podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. With a focus on online business, including digital courses, email list building, social media, webinars, and content, online marketing made easy breaks down big ideas and strategies into actionable step-by-step processes and is designed to get you more results with a whole lot less stress. If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, then you'll love these episodes from Amy. Normalizing mental health for entrepreneurs, thriving as an introvert in an extrovert career, and what happens when a launch doesn't go as planned. Listen to online marketing made easy wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it is not often that I get to welcome someone back to the podcast, but I am so excited to have you back on the show. Sanira, welcome back to Gold Digger. Jenna, I'm so excited to be here and I'm so honored that I am back. This is definitely one of my favorite shows personally to listen to. And you're just such a dear friend. And I'm just so excited to be back with your amazing audience. Well, my audience is pretty amazing. I love the love that they give to our guests. So if you are listening, please always give love to our guests. But since we've heard your story before on the Gold Digger podcast... Take us back to where it all started for you. Just give us a quick refresher and then we'll talk about what's new in your world since the last time we spoke, which was over a year ago. 
Yes, actually so much has changed. I'm so excited for all of these (laughs) updates because that's the life of an entrepreneur. It's always evolving. But just to take the audience back, hi everyone, I'm Sanira Madani and I am CEO and founder of a payment technology company called Stacks. I launched this software in 2014. So mind you, I have no technology background. I've never started a company before. I was never an entrepreneur. I like to call myself like the reluctant entrepreneur, like the unlikely entrepreneur. I grew up in a immigrant parent household. And so entrepreneurship was a necessity for my parents because they weren't educated. I was the first person in my family to go to college and a huge emphasis on not becoming an entrepreneur so that I could have a steady job in a 401k. So I did exactly that. I got a degree in finance and marketing, and then I went on to go work for corporate America. But entrepreneurship was in my blood. And I just kept challenging every system that was in front of me and every corporate room that I was in. And I just felt like I just was never heard or listened to and just just was really frustrated with the corporate system. And I was working for a payments company. So at my third job out of college, I was working for a credit card processing company. And this is back in 2012. And I just fell in love with this industry because we were becoming more and more cashless as a society. 2012 does not seem that far ago. 10 years ago is like eons ago. So a decade ago in technology is eons ago. And in fintech, there wasn't a lot of disruption happening. And I saw firsthand how small businesses were being treated for their credit card processing fees, lack of service, all the things. And one Texas snowstorm, I was stuck at my grandmother's house. I watched so much Shark Tank and I was rerouting my subscription-based boxes because I was obsessed with all things subscription and this light bulb went off. And I was like, why isn't there a subscription in credit card processing where a business owner can just pay a flat fee and then get unlimited credit card processing and instead of having to pay all these like transaction fees and nickel and diming and all the things that were happening in the industry, I'm like, why doesn't anybody just go straight to Visa? And so I pitched mm-hmm. the idea back to my team and my male bosses at the time. And I was pretty much left out of the room and out of the boardroom. And my idea was rejected. I had zero desire to actually become an entrepreneur. My goal was to give my idea to my company because, hey, that's what like good <laughs> girls do. And I, I literally left super disappointed and pitched this concept to over 12 different banks and processors, literally got rejected for almost a year and reluctantly decided after like encouragement from my family, I was the last person to bet on me. Everybody wanted to take a bet on me. And I was the last person to take a bet on me. And when I did, in six months, I got this company off the ground and literally the first in the first six months, we did five million in payments with like, you know, signing up our customers. And from there, we went from five million in payments our first year to now 23 billion in payments. <laughs> How can you even say those numbers with a straight face? That's insane. That is so freaking cool. You know how I could say that? I kind of don't... When I talk about myself in that way, I actually don't even think about it as me. It's like I'm telling Sanira's story. So I have like a really fun like inner leader. Her name's Sanira. You know me as Sunny. But when I talk about Sanira, I can give all like the fancy stats and be like, she's so cool. But I still definitely always have the imposter syndrome constantly. Okay. But let's talk about this because I feel like confidence is a huge thing that keeps coming up, especially with women entrepreneurs. And it's like, 
you know, that fake it till you make it camp. Some people are super confident. Some people are just crippled by imposter syndrome. And when you tell that story, I am like so captivated with your confidence. Are you confident? Have you always been confident? Do you do things to work on your confidence? Spill the beans. (laughs) All of it. Okay. So I will say that I feel like I've always, I've never naturally been confident, but I've always had to learn to become confident. So something about me is that I went to 10 different schools in 12 years. So as a kid that naturally you have to make new friends, right? So just growing up, having to like have conversations with like where you're going to sit at the school lunch table every year that changes, you have to instill some sort of like talk track and a pitch and like understanding your audience. And so when I look back, like hindsight, and I look at how I grew up, I'm like, okay, I see exactly where I got it from. But what I will tell you is just, I never naturally felt like I did have it though. Mm -hmm. I just had very encouraging people in my life that were like, you have all of the things. Like I just grew up in this like amazing household with so much love and so much family and just all of the things. And so I feel like everybody instilled their confidence in me. And I was kind of the last to see it. But I definitely still struggle. Like, you know, I've had tons of opportunities now as a CEO and a leader. You know, I have a team of 300 team members. I've raised 500 million in venture capital, right? Like we have to pitch to investors. Like I'm on the road. I'm on the show. I'm like, I feel like I'm in the spotlight a lot. So because of that, you become, it's almost like it's a trained habit. And I feel the same way about being a leader. Like people are things like you're just like a natural born leader. You're not like you are, you learn how to become a great leader. Great leaders are made, not born. And I feel the same way for confidence. I think confidence is something that when you practice and you just become naturally good at, if you play the piano every single day since you were a kid and you're like naturally really great at piano, you'll be confident in playing piano because you've built a habit and a muscle around playing the piano. So it comes second nature to you. That's what confidence is as well. So you have to just keep practicing and keep trying. And I will tell you that from my first pitch, like I remember my first venture competition and like, I was like speaking at any coffee house that like had a mic. And I was like, let me tell you about my business idea to where it is today and pitching to like a room full of investors. So it's definitely evolved, but it takes practice. It takes discipline. And lastly, I will say Jenna is that you have to hype yourself up. Like, are you kidding me? Like my producer right now was like, I haven't seen you. Like, like you're not nervous. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Jenna Kutcher is like my favorite person on earth. And so for me, when I get to sit with the people that I admire, I still get nervous and anxious. And so you just got to you know, calm your nerves and find the confidence. But it sometimes it ebbs, it ebbs and flows, but it's a habit. Well, I love that answer. And here's the thing, you and I voice text. So let's just pretend like these are just a long series of voice notes back and forth to each other. And then Girl, it doesn't feel scary notes, at all. They're like three days old and five minutes long and then we catch up. It's really fun. It's the best though. Cause one, you're really good at this. Cause I'm like, I need it is like, as the person who, if I look, I have like 157 unread text messages. I appreciate when someone's like, Hey, just a nudge. Like I sent something. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I totally saw that on my Apple watch and was like, I'm going to get back to that in 10 minutes. And then five days later, I feel like a jerk. So 
I love that. But one of the conversations that we've been having in our voice notes, since I'm sure listeners are like, wait, let us listen to these things, (laughs) is we've been talking a lot about the distinction between a founder and a CEO. And I think this is a fascinating conversation and something that you explain so well, because so many entrepreneurs never started their business with this idea of being a CEO. They started to pursue a passion or they started to really like honor a craft. And all of a sudden they might find themselves in a situation where they're a boss or they have a team or they're working with contractors or they're having to make bigger decisions. Tell me what you would say is a big distinction between someone that's a founder and then someone that's a CEO and how can a listener know which one they are? I'm so excited for this topic because I feel like it took me so long to actually actualize myself as a CEO going from founder to CEO. It's definitely a journey, but the difference between a founder and a CEO is a lot of it's in the mindset. And a lot of it is all about when your business is ready for you to become a CEO. So when you start your business, you are so passionate about the problem that you're solving, the product that you're building, the service that you're offering. And that is exactly what it takes to actually you know, find a business, to be a founder, to actually create that product, to create that service and to go in and and to build something. And so you have to have that founder hat on and you have to do everything in the business because that's what the business requires. And you have to listen to your customers. This is what you're going to build your product off of. You are doing every hat A to Z. And that's not a bad thing because this is how your product gets better. This is how your product evolves. This is how you actually understand who your customers are. And that is the true founder. And we've all as entrepreneurs been there, right? So it's that stage entrepreneurship journey that we are getting started and we are validating that we actually have a business, right? So that's the founder stage. Then from there, there comes a point where you have a business and you are playing many hats and you're looking to scale to, to the next level. And so for your business to go from this, from like from where your business is at whatever stage it is, To scale to that next level, you have to put your CEO hat on. And a CEO hat and going from founder to CEO is first and foremost, a mentality shift, right? So I always say like, I'm putting my CEO hat on. And I literally do like, because it's right now as a founder, you're used to wearing so many different hats. But as CEO, your job is now to sit on top of the organization, to delegate, to be the visionary and to lead your team to do all the things so that your business can scale to the next level. Because if you're in your business, then you cannot work on your business, right? We've all heard this. We all know this. But that journey of pulling yourself out of the business is actually going from founder to CEO. It's all about systems. It's all about scaling. It's all about teams and hiring and delegating and also getting in that right mindset to also let go. Because it's so hard for us as the doers to let somebody else take care of our baby. But it's okay. That's how our baby's going to grow and evolve and really help us get to the next point. So really, it's a journey going from founder to CEO. And I'm so excited to, to talk more about this because I wish I had learned that a lot sooner. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, there are some days where I wake up and I'm like, wait, I'm a boss and I'm supposed to know how to do that. And like, there was definitely after I had Coco, I feel like there was this huge realization for myself in that, like there are very few things that only I can do for the business and brand. 
And if I really want to keep it moving forward, I have to be the visionary and not just the integrator, not the one like pushing all the buttons. I have to be the one that casts that vision and makes that vision a really powerful mission that people buy into and that my team wants to be a part of. Absolutely. And it's also how do you even build that team, right? And and you'd be surprised. Like I will say that people put this when I talk about CEO, we have this vision of CEO and Mm -hmm. I have that vision of CEO and I'm just going to call it out. It was stale, pale and male, right? (laughs) Stale, pale and male was the vision of the CEO. And as I was scaling my company, I always was like, oh, how do I become that? Like, how do I become that CEO? But I learned that actually I've always had it in me all along and that the Mm -hmm. journey actually started earlier. Your journey started earlier, even before you had Coco, when you hired your team, not when you had them. And then you're like, oh, oh shit, how do I, how do I do this now? And so it's all also about having the systems and playbooks to be able to scale. And something that I found that I got really frustrated with is that we've talked about this, that less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue. So as I was scaling stacks, I learned this statistic and I became obsessed over why this is happening. And I was, I already had a community online. I was just sharing my journey as, as an entrepreneur, as a mom. And, you know, I couldn't understand why my business was there, but why others wasn't. And I had ever, like, I didn't have a fancy degree. I didn't go to CEO school. Like I didn't have you know, money in the bank or, you know, any sort of privilege around me that had, would allow me to have the success that I was having. And I found that every CEO, every founder that I spoke to, that was a, a woman, there was so much, there was like a lot of confidence as well that wasn't there for her. And even just owning her business as women, we're made to think small. Even when, when people talk about our business, they call us like your little business or your small business. And so I, you know, I think that something that was missing was that there wasn't representation of women really succeeding and succeeding big, right? And succeeding and sharing that success. And on the boys club, you look at the boys club and knowledge is shared on the golf courses and country clubs and on with the finance bros and all of the bro podcasts and like all this stuff. And they're sharing their knowledge to scale business and to make money. And that wasn't happening for female entrepreneurs. And there's different outlets of it, but what wasn't happening on a scale that it should. And so that is when I decided to create CEO school. And I was so tired of the gatekeeping in business. And I'm like, look, I have the playbooks. I just spent the last eight years in building a company. And it was, you know, at that time it was valued at 250 million. And, you know, now it's, we hit unicorn, like we're valued at a billion and that, you know, I've built it. Like I built a company from idea to a billion dollar business. I've learned a lot. Women need to be learning from other women. And I need to cultivate a group of women around me and bring in all my amazing friends. You've come on into CEO school. You've been on the podcast, you've supported the club, and it's all about learning from other other women who've been there, done that because the CEO has always been in you all along. Mm, That is so good. As a leader, you're always on the lookout for ways to arm yourself with knowledge, the books, the seminars, even the podcasts that help you make the best possible decisions for you and for your customers. Because when you know more, more good can grow. With the HubSpot CRM platform, you can store, track, manage, and report on all the tasks and activities that make up your relationships with customers. 
With a bird's eye view over all your customer interactions, HubSpot empowers your decision-making like never before. So you can give your business and your customers all the good you've got. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted super host several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I want to know what is a big mistake that you learned that changed the game for you as a CEO? So if somebody's listening and they're like, I'm honestly terrified that that title means that I have to have it all together. I have to be perfect. Share with us a mistake that you learned that changed for you when you were a CEO or when you became one. Yeah, I would say I wasn't thinking about scaling. I was definitely Mm. living inside of the business. I was onboarding every customer. I was the one doing everything from scratch. And even though when I saw that there was like an influx in business or I could get more, I was afraid to hire. So something that I will say that I wish I could go back and tell myself was that you have to trust yourself and you have to trust your business and just hire faster. Like it's okay. It's going to be okay. And I see that in a lot of women, we're afraid to, to take risks, right? And it's hard to take a risk on another human because we, as women, we're, we're nurturing and we're caring and we, we don't want to take on that responsibility and not see that outcome succeed. But sometimes we actually don't even allow ourselves the opportunity to that outcome because we're so afraid of failing. And so, Mm -hmm. so for me, it was about actually having the confidence to hire, like as my business was growing, I could have hired faster and scaled quickly. And instead I was hiring slow, which you should hire the right people. So I'm not saying just to hire and to hire fast, but you can also fire fast. Right. And so, you know, hiring is such a, you know, adding team members and people that believe in this vision I wish I would learn that sooner and how to do it, right? So like how to effectively find the right people, how to help train and scale them, how to have systems for scale. And that was really the next huge lesson I learned. You know, first year into the business, I was actually pitching at pitch competitions. That's kind of how I got the first venture start, like the funding for the business was I was winning pitch competitions. So I have a few employees now. So I've hired, I like, you know, gotten some big girl pants and, you know, got a little team and I'm pitching, we're getting funding. And this article comes out in Fast Company. And I didn't even realize that this was going to be on front page Fast Company. Like I just had no idea just because I was so, you know, new as an entrepreneur. So I did this interview, it's front page fast company, and it was titled meet the woman trying to change the credit card industry. And it went viral, like for it was on fast company went viral for us. 
and our website crashed. Our systems failed. Like we had so much business no. opportunity like that we could not capture, Jenna. Like we just couldn't capture it. Yeah. And so it was the like it was the greatest moment and the hardest moment <laughs> of my entrepreneur life. And at that moment, I knew that I was doing something like I knew I was doing something right because everybody wanted it, but I was doing something yeah. so horribly wrong because I wasn't scaling and I wasn't built for scale. And so it was in that moment that I was like 10x scalability. If I were to get 10 times the amount of customers in this instant today, can our systems handle it? And can mm. we do this as a team? And so we like broke apart our entire system and rebuilt from scratch to really build a system and a business to scale. And now we serve over 30,000 businesses in America. Whoa. I mean, I that question alone of like, if I got 10 times the amount of customers, do I have systems that can scale? I think a lot of entrepreneurs are probably listening to this and thinking, I don't, I couldn't, like we wouldn't be able to support this. What would you say would be like the first steps in even analyzing, like, can you scale or do you need a blueprint that will help you scale? Or what is your next step from moving from founder to CEO? Where would you start with somebody on that? Yeah, I would say the first place that I would go is just to take a look at what are the biggest pain points in your business, right? What takes the most amount of time? And as a founder, I would ask myself, what are the most, I like to call them like $1,000 tasks and $10 tasks. So what is like the yep. task that I cannot delegate? That this is a thing that right now we're doing $1,000 tasks, you and I, Jenna. No one can take yep. our place in this podcast today. But everything beyond after this recording is done, you have a producer. I have a producer. Then it goes yep. into the social media team. Then they can pull the assets. Then they can get it up and it can go onto our, our networks. All of those things are tasks that can be delegated. So the way that I think about it is take a look at your business and I would start small. You don't need to break everything apart, right? So pick the biggest like area of pain point and by just starting by doing a time audit, right? And seeing where's like the biggest time suck for you and for your team, right? So scale, it's not just about scaling you as CEO. It's also about systems for your team. And this applies to every business, like every single business that even has two sales or you're already at six figures or you're already at seven figures. What takes you to the next level is really always, like we always do this exercise, like every single quarter, every six months to making sure that our systems are working for us and we're not working for the system. And so just, just doing a time audit, right? assessing, you know, what are the $10 tasks versus the $1,000 tasks, and then just implementing some automation, implementing the people that need to take over that process. And not everything needs to be like tools and automation either. Sometimes you'll find that things can also just be deleted. So it's really about deciding what you need to do, what you need to delegate and what you need to delete. Ooh, snap. That was good. That was good. I love that when we land on things like that. Title. <laughs> I always that teach on is that word. So good. Okay. So I love you. you just hype I, me up all the time. Oh, I mean that I I just love those mic drop moments. It's like I literally just like do the hand motion of like boom, but I need sound effects or something. Somebody could do that for me. Okay. So one thing that I, I really, really, really admire about you, and I think that this is something that a lot of women entrepreneurs don't talk about enough is even a couple weeks ago, you were like, Jenna, I need a mentor. Would you mentor me? I will pay you. Will you? And I was like, I will be your friend. Let's just be friends. Why do you think it is so important for women to learn from other women leaders? And 
while they might not have access to you, like per se, in terms of like voice DMs or things like that, like why do you think it's important for people to take on actual mentors to take a course or to even attend a webinar or to listen to a podcast if they don't have the ways to invest? Walk me through why you believe that because I think you really do walk the walk in this. Yes. I mean, for me, I feel like I had to learn everything through my own mistakes, right? Now, looking back at my 10 years of entrepreneurship, I made so many mistakes along the way. And I'm grateful for those mistakes, right? That's made me who I am today. I really do believe in, you know, failing fast and failing forward. And that's amazing. But I will say that there's so many, it doesn't matter like industries, it doesn't matter the business literally almost every single entrepreneur goes through those same those same experiences and if you can learn from someone else's mistakes or from someone else's experience that puts you like 10 times ahead it saves you time it saves you money and it doesn't just save you it actually adds value to you like on an exponential level, right? So for say right now, if I'm starting like my podcast and I'm like, Jenna, how do I do X, Y, and Z? If I get to learn from the best, that's the room that I want to be in, right? And I want to learn and whether that's a course or whether that's with a mentor, whether that's even with a paid coach, right? And I've done Mm -hmm. all of them. Like I'm so open about this, that my success, like I don't believe in trying to get there alone. I believe that if I can learn from other people I want to learn from people that have actually been there, done that, and are actually living and breathing it too. And like I say, I didn't go to CEO school and there's no such thing. What CEO school is, is learning from other CEOs experiences. And I want to learn from women CEOs. I want to learn from like from moms, right? I want to learn. I have two daughters, the same like ages as yours, right? What you're going through also as a CEO and a podcast host and a business and all of the things, I'm wearing all of those hats too. And so you can empathize and relate and give me advice that's actually, that I can actually take versus a, you know, a male board member that I have that's, you know, on my board, that's also strategic and amazing, but we're just not going to relate in the same way. And it's going to be hard for me to be vulnerable to ask for advice. So my number one thing is learn from other people who've been there. And I've been so frustrated with the space digitally, honestly, with people learning from people who've actually never run a business, right? Who've never actually been there. And there's, there's so much gatekeeping in it. And so I'm just, I'm ready to pull the curtains. And I really just want women to learn from women like you, women who've just been there, done that. And that's the room that we should be in. Here's a life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which 
adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless, easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments and it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress, and you've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Mm. Well, I'm just so impressed with you because I feel like I could learn and do learn so much from you too. And just your boldness of you're like, I'm not asking for favors. And I'm like, I, I freaking love that because I'm like, there are so many people in my life where I'm like, get on the phone with me. I will pay you for your time. Cause I know you're expensive, but then we build these relationships where it's like, man, I know things that you don't know. And you know, things that I don't know. And like, we're in this together. And I feel like entrepreneurship can be so isolating. Going from founder to CEO can be absolutely astronomically isolating. And you are helping bridge those gaps, not just by talking the talk, but by walking the walk. So you hinted at CEO school. Tell me about it. What is it? Who is it for? Why did you build it? Give me all the details. So I launched CEO School, the podcast in 2020 during the pandemic when I was tired of my bajillion Instagram lives. So I had this amazing community of entrepreneurs and just I was constantly answering business questions. Like that's what I was doing online and decided to take the Instagram into a podcast and it turned into this beautiful community. And so you can follow us on Instagram at CEO School. And it's just this amazing club and community that formed out of this. But what I felt was still missing. So this is the last two years of hundreds of women that have gone through CO school, part of like our club and our thousands that have gone through like our master classes. I've just been putting on a lot of great content over the years for women entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs who are looking to scale their business. So if you 
that is who CEO school is for. So it's for if you're already an entrepreneur and you might still be just getting out of idea phase, you might just have a few sales, but you have something you're excited and you're ambitious to scale, or you could be, you know, well in your six figures, but can't get to the seven figures. It's all about scaling and really going from founder to CEO. And so I'm so excited to announce, I think this is going to be the first place that I officially announce it as well. So I'm so excited to announce that I am launching CEO School, the course, which is going to come out in May. We have an entire experience starting May 16th. And I invite everyone to this experience. And I'm just so excited for it because this is 10 years of entrepreneurship and all the systems. And so it's based on a six-part formula on, you know, it starts with power. It starts with pitch. It starts with people. It starts with process and profit. And just everything that the entrepreneur needs to actually hit the scale button. And I've literally, you're going to leave with a bajillion worksheets because I'm all about tangible playbooks that we're going to get to actually scale. And so I'm so excited. I put my heart and soul into this. And so is our team. And we're just so thrilled to bring it to just women entrepreneurs everywhere. I'm just so excited to do this because I feel like it's so needed. Mm, So, so good. I am so excited and you can check out CEO School and more about Sanira at ceogena.com. I'm so excited to be partnering with you on it. You are such a force to be reckoned with. Before we sign off, Sanira, what is something that is just absolutely firing you up? You know, those like butterfly belly moments where you're like, I get to do this today. What is it? Give it to me. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited about just about this launch right now. Like I just cannot, that's why, like I was telling you, like my stomach, you're like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I just feel so anxious. (laughs) I've done, and you're like, why are you anxious? I've done the most amazing things as CEO. I've done all of the big things. I've done big media interviews. I lead a team of 300. I get to, you know, I just get to do really amazing, amazing experiences. And I just literally got stacks to unicorn status. I just finished my fundraise of like $250 million, like done really cool things, big things for business. I kid you not, raising capital was easier than building a course. Like that's how I feel (laughs) right now because this is like, it's like birthing your third baby. Like I just, I've put my heart and soul into it and I'm just so excited to really bring this next level of experience to entrepreneurs and just, I'm just so excited for it. I'm so nervous for it. I just want like this baby out like perfectly. And so I'm like not taking all the advice that I give. So I'm just, that's all the anxious (laughs) butterflies, but you should be scared if you love something so much. Like this, this is the exact feeling I had when Stacks was scaling. Right. And I have those feelings again. So I know I'm doing something right. Ooh, I love it. Sanira, where can everybody find out more about you, learn about you, all the things you've built? Give me all of the places. Yeah, just go to Sanira Madani on Instagram. That's at Sanira, S-U-N-E-E-R-A, Madani, M-A-D-H-A-N-I. And you'll find a link tree with all the places to get all of the things. And so just head to the Instagram page and you'll find me there. And I'm actually in my DMs. You know, I do believe in like, I love having real conversations. That's what keeps me grounded and connected to my audience. And so shoot me a DM. Let me know that you listen on Jenna's show and definitely check out Jenna's link. She's got some extra bonuses and all these amazing things for this audience here. So if you heard about the course here, definitely go check out the link. And I can't wait to say hi to you and help you scale. 
Yes. CEOjenna.com. Check it out. I am so excited. Sanira, thanks for coming back. I have a feeling you'll be back again soon and I can't wait for the next update. I can't wait either. Thanks, Jenna. I just love Sanira. I love when I see her name pop up in my text messages and I love hearing about the things that she's doing and the aspirations that she has. She is an incredible CEO, like incredible. And the fact that she is pouring so much time and energy and dedication into her program, CEO school, it lights me on fire. Like this girl is so fired up about what she's creating. It is contagious. So I hope that you go check out CEO school at ceojenna.com. I am so excited to help spread Sanira's mission to help more women get into that 2% and to help people come alive in their own businesses, shifting from founder to CEO with ease and confidence. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful, and it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for next level mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit JustThriveHealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's JustThriveHealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.